Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Tannock. Oh my goodness, are we excited about today's show. Our guest today in Open Studios is Kim Christofferson of Kimberbell Designs. She designs fabric for Maywood Studio. She's an incredible embroiderer who does all kinds of in-the-hoop projects with her business, Kimberbell Designs. And uh, in Fine Finishes, we're going to be talking about sewing machines and what type of machine owner are you? How are you, ladies? Oh my goodness. I am so excited to talk with you guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll jump right in, Ginger. Oh what's my up? gosh. I finished my quilt finally. Yay. Oh my goodness. It has literally been like two and a half years in the making. And a lot of it was just me being lazy and not getting in there and just finishing it. And oh my God, the amount of joy that I have right now. I got to sleep under it for the first time last night. It was awesome. It was so great. So I'm so Yay. happy. We will definitely have, I'll have pictures. I put pictures up on my Instagram, but I will uh, definitely give you some, we'll have some pictures in the uh, show notes as well. But I'm just and so we thrilled. got to see pictures already. And if you guys don't usually go to the show notes, this time you needed to for sure go to the show notes because her quilt is amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm, I'm going to treasure that forever, Lori. It means like so much, like just to have both of you guys, like it's so funny, like just the amount of questions that I asked and things like that. And oh my goodness. And I, I had like a big faux pas. I, uh, for some reason was thinking because it's, it's, it's circles. Like I just instantly was like, oh, it's a Heather Black quilt. And then I posted it up on Instagram and I tagged Heather on it. And she was so sweet. She got back to me and she was like, I love this quilt. It's so beautiful. I love the colors. She was like, but it's not my design. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so it actually is. It's actually um, Jen Bailey Carlton. Is oh, it Carlton Bailey? gotcha. Yes, it's hers. So I had to go in and I had to like edit my post and do all of that. But Oopsie. oh, my goodness, she was so sweet. So thank you, <laughs> both of you. Because I mean, I'm just I'm obsessed with uh, doing curves and anything like that. But anyway, so that was a fun little faux pas on my part. But, you know, it's still it was just awesome. And I'm just so happy to finally I was like, if I keep like talking about this in the podcast and not getting it done. I was like, people are going to think I'm just not a quilter. So I was like, it's done. I never have to talk about it again. It's like, it can just live on forever on my bed. And I just love it. So anyway, I couldn't wait to tell you guys. <laughs> How are you guys? How is it going? Lori, what are you up to? <laughs> okay. We talked on the last podcast about classes and uh-huh. that sort of thing. I got to take a class last <gasps> Friday. But, but wait a minute. I thought you knew everything. <laughs> well, but remember I said you always learn something yep. if you go to a class. Mm-hmm. The class was on applique. Um, the teacher was Lynn Doyle from okay. Council Bluffs, so she didn't have to come far. She brought lots and lots of kits and patterns. And because I was traveling with a machine, I took my old machine because it's smaller. Right. And realized as I was stitching away that I can make that machine do just about everything but the breakfast dishes. Oh, wow. And and what I, my little light bulb moment for that class was I have 
other machines that have more capabilities, but I don't know how to use them because I've never taken the time to read the manual. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how much that that is going, you know, oh, man. I have finished two of the projects that I started in that class, and they're really, really, really cute. But again, I'm going to get out one of my other machine's manuals and just purpose to do some stuff that I know how to do on my older machine that I could do on my other machines. So basically what you're saying is... Once I'm retired, then I'll have time to read the manuals. Right? <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, no oh. excuse. Oh, That's awesome. Well, how about you, Tracy? What have you been up to? Secret sewing. <laughs> okay, okay. It's all right. It's all right. You can tell us. We won't tell anybody. Well, <laughs> nobody will hear. Here's the yeah. thing is that, that this project that I'm working on is going to be – well, it – was supposed to be an article um, because I started working on this design and then Eileen Fowler at the office heard me talk about what I was making and she wanted to play. And so (laughs) she made her version as well. And so I am still hung up on my blocks, but we were talking in the office yesterday and I had a meeting. And so I asked her a question about like, I was drawing a diagram of how to, how to cut the fabric. And we got to this kind of granular discussion. I go into my meeting. By the time I come out, she's done yardages for both <laughs> yes. quilts. Both. <laughs> and she goes, your project was more efficient than mine. Um, I think I need to make this again. No. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're talking, I'm like, you know, this should have just been a pattern for the magazine rather than an article about the technique. And so, um, so I went and talked to the editorial director and now we're actually throwing around the idea of maybe it's a pattern instead. And so I've, I'm almost done with the quilt top. Um, the funniest thing happened over the weekend. So it's a scrappy pattern. Uh, I've been making the blocks and sewing them one at a time. And this weekend, I was like, you know, I really should try and chain piece to try and get this moving. I made four blocks in the time that it's been taking me to make one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why? I need to start a whole feature on just the silly things that Tracy mm-hmm. hasn't learned yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and why do we always like tend to lean towards things that are not the easy way? Like, I just, I don't know. It's so funny. Like you get so caught up in your, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no. And I mean, you're not the only one guilty of that. Trust me. (laughs) I do it all the time. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. I have a really funny story to tell about that. When I was working for FOF, we were doing what we always called the sweatshop where we'd all get together and we'd work on projects for upcoming shows. And, uh, the instructions for this project said to use quarter-inch steamacine too. So I took out one of the sheets of steamacine and was carefully cutting <laughs> quarter-inch pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. One of the other people there suggested that since it comes on quarter-inch rolls, maybe I should go ahead and use one of the rolls. <laughs> yeah, we can make things hard if we want oh, to. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. All oh. the time. Yep. 
Oh, oh my goodness. We're we're a trio, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, should we go talk to Kim? Sounds right to me. Oh yeah, let's do it. I'm, I can't wait. Today in Open Studios, our guest is Kim Christofferson of Kimberbell Designs. She designs gorgeous in the hoop projects from embroidery designs to mug rags to pillows to gorgeous quilts. She is also a designer with Maywood Studio. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. Hi, ladies. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So our my first question is usually about how you got started quilting. Yeah. And it seems like you've made such a huge trajectory. I am really curious about your backstory. Yeah. So actually, uh, how I started was I was a fourth grade school teacher for many years. And when it was time to, you know, stay at home with the kids, I still wanted a creative outlet. So I put together these things that I called personalized name pillows. And, uh, when people would ask me to make one of these pillows with their child's name, I would just pull a variety of scrap fabric that I had that would match their bedrooms and then make the design and sell it on eBay. Well, pretty soon I was, you know, staying up really late at night, making these name pillows, sending them out. But I had three really small children. In fact, my youngest was still in a crib and I was trying to sew these name pillows in the same room that the crib was in. It didn't work oh. quite well, as you can imagine, right? Right? And so one night I was so frustrated, so tired, overstressed, you know, you name it, new mom, you know, and um, my husband came home from work and he said, have you ever thought about using your teaching background and actually showing people how to make these projects instead of making mm. the finished project? And at first I completely dismissed it. I said, oh my goodness, Ryan, there is no way anyone would buy directions for how to make these name pillows. It just, it didn't even phase me that someone would be interested in learning how to make them. And well, you know, as they say, the rest is history because <laughs> eventually, I I thought, you know what, the next time I go to make this name pillow, I'm going to take a picture of every single step I'm doing. And just as I would try to explain it uh, real easily in a step-by-step -step instruction format, that's what I did. I took a picture and then I wrote the instruction and I took another picture and wrote the instruction. I put these instructions together, put it up on eBay, the same platform mm -hmm. I was actually selling the, the finished product in. And it sold. And I couldn't believe it. I just thought, oh my gosh, these people, there are people that want to, to uh, <laughs> learn how to do this. And I think my husband was very proud of himself at that point. Going, I, you know, and, and I told you so moment. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, um, you know, after yeah. I started make, doing that, I would have people that would write me and say, you know, I love your your style of instructions. I felt like you were sitting right next to me telling me what to do, how to do the next step and the next. But do you know how to do, how, do you know how to crochet or do you know how to um, make a twirl skirt and, you know, all kinds of things. And I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, no, uh, no. But what that made me realize is that people were hungry for that type of information. And this is back in 2000, you know, 
uh, 2005, 2006, and there wasn't a lot of that readily available. Blogs were not a thing, you know, back then. YouTube was not about tutorials. There were, it just was very few and far between that you could find this kind of information. So eventually that led to, um, creating a website where people could, you know, that had all kinds of expertise in different areas of DIY, they could create patterns and sell them too. Well, throughout this time, people are, I needed to come up with a business name because now all of a sudden I had, you know, this, Mm -hmm. this business, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did not know what to call it. I went through, you know, the quilt this or this, applique this. And then finally it dawned on me one day, you know what a really fun name would be? Kimberbell. (laughs) And that's because that was a nickname my dad gave me growing up. And so it was just like this, this kind of a, a silly thought at the time. Little did I know at that time that Kimberbell would be what it is today. But I just, it stuck. It rang a bell, so to speak, right? And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, that's kind of fun. I'll just call it Kimberbell. And so then um, I started focusing and honing in on that pattern design company. And it started out really doing more, yes, the name pillows, but then I designed more like applique quilts and pillows and patterns from there. But it wasn't until about 2011, um, I have an identical twin sister, as you guys know, Mm -hmm. and she owns a quilt shop. And in 2011, she opened up this shop and I um, was helping her get, you know, the fabrics purchased and all the walls decorated and, and you name it. We we were up late at night till all hours uh, trying to get this shop ready for grand opening. And the night before she opened, she sat on the couch there and she stared at a blank wall and she started to cry. And I was like, oh, oh, what's going on, Chris? What? Uh, you know, now granted hormones might have played a role in that. (laughs) Um, Late nights, stress, you name it. She was opening the next day. And I said, what's going on? You know, and she just looked at the wall and she laughs about it now because she realizes it was a little dramatic. But at the time, that's really, you know, how she was was feeling. Hindsight is everything. (laughs) That's right. And she said, oh, there's this blank space on the wall and I just don't have anything else in me to make something to fill that space. And I was like, I don't, you guys, I don't know what was in me, but I said, I have an idea. And she's like, what? I said, you put up a piece of paper on that blank space of a wall and you say, join us for our Halloween mystery quilt. And she goes, um, okay, well, what does that, what does that mean? I said, I don't know. It's a mystery right now. And so I was <laughs> We'll find it, truly, out too. <laughs> it truly is a mystery, but I promise you, I will design something that will help bring people into your quilt shop to learn about your quilt shop, to learn new techniques, and we will just sign people up sight unseen because it truly was a mystery. Now, granted, we don't do that kind of thing <laughs> usually, but I told her, I said, you can count on me every week. We're going to make it a block of the week unlike a block of the month, right? Because Mm -hmm. she was opening in July and and Halloween is just around the corner. So I said, we got to shrink this in a little bit. It's not a block of the month. It's a block of the week. Well, what that did is it brought quilters in 
and people who never quilted in their life, but they heard about it through their hairdresser or their neighbor or their mother, or they were at this local scout office and someone's talking about how this shop is doing a mystery quilt for Halloween and you've got to join in on the fun. So she started getting people um, she started getting people coming into her store that said, I don't know really why I'm here or what I'm supposed to be doing, but <laughs> I am, I heard I'm supposed to sign up for a mystery because it just sounds fun. And that's how Block of the Weeks through Kimberbell truly started. Wow. And you just... I mean, obviously, you must have known about quilting and known about mysteries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In fact, it was after I, you know, a lot of people will ask both my sister and I, you know, you must have come from a a quilting background. Did your mother sew? Did your grandmother sew? And the truth is they didn't. They loved and recognized and appreciated handmade, but they didn't do any of that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, for us, it was wasn't until we went to a friend's house. It was shortly after I was married and up hanging on her wall was a snowman quilt. And I looked at that in amazement and I said, oh my gosh, where did you buy that? That is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And she said, oh, I I didn't buy it. I actually made it. And I said, there's no way you made that. It just, (laughs) I, I could not get over that that kind of thing could be handmade. And so she said, oh yes, absolutely. In fact, come on over and I will show you how to do it. I will teach you. I feel like I owe so much to that friend now because mm-hmm. little would, you know, did I realize, of course, back then what it would lead to today with Kimberbell, but it truly was an eye-opening experience that these kinds of beautiful works of art really are just the things that bring us so much joy. And so that's how I, I learned about quilting. Um, I liked to doodle. You know, being a fourth grade teacher, I did a lot of doodling. I never considered myself an artist ever, but I sure liked to doodle. And so when I learned about applique, oh, that was fun. That brought in a whole nother world of, of ideas because now I can doodle and then put it into fabric and then put it onto a quilt or a pillow or a t-shirt. That just was mind blowing to me. So that's uh, really where it started. So, and I, I, I should say real quick, um, that, that block of the week, that first Halloween one, is still today one of our best-selling products. And really? that was, like I said, back in 2011. And that created, that was for sewing. But what we've done since then, um, there's been a whole lot more block of the weeks. Boy, after people did one of them, they now started asking my sister. They said, well, can you, um, I, now I've got that blank space on the wall. So <laughs> I need one for Christmas and Valentine's Day and Easter and you name it. And I told Chris, I said, oh, I, I don't know about that. She goes, oh, no, you do. You, you're going to do it. <laughs> because we, she had over 200 people sign up for a mystery wow. quilt that, that really... We had a mystery no to everyone. It, it truly, <laughs> truly was. 
exactly, Ginger. So yeah, that's it truly was. But anyway, and now what we've done at Kimberbell is, you know, our focus is on a lot of machine embroidery. We've taken a lot of those sewing patterns that, you know, once existed as 40 by 40 wall hanging quilts and now reimagined them into machine embroidery, pillows and such. So that's been a, a real fun thing for us. Well, and that's really funny because I think, uh, uh, Tracy, you were the one who I think had really introduced me to Kimberbell. I think I had seen, you know, definitely heard of you, seen it, but I just remember there was a Halloween fabric that she had shown. And I mean, she is a Halloween freak, Tracy is. So it was so funny. And I just remember, I mean, it was amazing. I I, I just remember. So that's hilarious that it just happened to be a Halloween (laughs) that got you started. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was called Home is Where the Haunt is. And that's. (laughs) Uh, the beginning of it all. In fact, you'll find this funny because when, you know, you do a mystery quilt, a lot of times you'll want to show people at least what the fabrics look like, right? So they're Mm -hmm. going, okay, would this fit my taste? And so we didn't know what people would like. This was a brand new store. So we didn't know the flavor of, you know, what people would would want. And so I said, okay, well, I've got an an idea. Let's give them two colorway options. So let's make a, you know, a really bright, and funky, happy, purple, lime green, orange, you name it, one. And then let's make one that's a little more, um, you know, traditional colors, the burnt oranges and the blacks and the tans and browns. And so we put up a sign with that sign up that said, are you dark and dirty or fun and flirty? (laughs) (laughs) And people just got the biggest kick out of that. They're like, oh, I'm a dark and dirty girl. While others were like, oh, no, I'm fun and flirty. And then some couldn't decide. So they signed up for both. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, yeah, which am I? Now I'm going to yeah, be pondering that like the rest of the podcast. You, right? <laughs> that is the question for everyone out there. Are you dark and dirty or fun and flirty? <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think I'd be signing up for both. <laughs> depends on the day. Right? Depends on the day. I may have to go with yeah. dark and dirty. There you go. <laughs> but Tracy, is that just because you like that particular phrase or is that because you really like those fabrics? <laughs> there you go, Lori. A little of both. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I I think that I tend to in Halloween colors anyway go towards sure. darker. But yeah. but generally I'm like super bright rainbow girl. But yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love your fabrics so much. But, Thank you. Um, so how did you get you know make the transition to embroidery? Yeah, that's a great question, Tracy. Um you know, but oh, let's see. Well, when I started creating these quilts and pillows and um, a l- whole line of what we would call bench pillows, if you're familiar with that, um, mm-hmm. that's been, again, a very popular item for for um, people out there to make uh, for their homes. But I was doing them all with, you know, a regular sewing machine and applique. I did have an embroidery machine. I had also um, dabbled into machine embroidery, you know, quite a bit with my my designs as well, because I just, I loved the idea of pressing a button and having it stitch out this gorgeous applique and it just being just it was mesmerizing, right? But mm-hmm. when Kimberbell kind of transitioned to more machine embroidery, it was really based on the idea that people were making these things with a sewing version in the sewing version. But we had so many people say, but will you do machine embroidery versions? And um, because there's a lot of people that have, you know, embroidery machines. And I 
I loved that idea because I wanted people to realize that machine embroidery is so much more than just pushing a button and and having a little, you know, a bird stitched on a tea towel or those or it's not just about stitching, you know, the name of a business on a hat. Of course, it's all those things, but there's so much more that an embroidery machine can do. And by transitioning Kimberbell more over to machine embroidery, we could show people how awesome an embroidery machine and the capabilities a machine can do, such as things that a traditional quilter wouldn't realize that an embroidery machine can do. For example, did you know (laughs) that you can piece a quilt block? a traditional quilt block in the hoop, what we would call in the hoop. When we use the the phrase in the hoop, that means it's the hoop that lands on the embroidery machine. Well, you can have perfectly pieced quilt blocks. (laughs) No more of this trying to figure out the perfect quarter inch, right? And your, your points matching up just perfectly. You can take regular quilters cotton fabrics and piece amazing quilt blocks on the embroidery machine. And being able to highlight that for people was a a real aha, I think. Um, You can actually do zippers on an embroidery machine. (laughs) You know, so many times we're like afraid of, you know, if it's got a zipper, forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. That's not, not my thing. But an embroidery machine can do it really easily. And we can walk you through every single step of creating gorgeous bags and clutches and baskets and dimensional items that can be done on an embroidery machine. You can also quilt your quilt blocks, your quilts, your pillows with background quilting on an embroidery machine. All of those things are possible. And I'm so grateful that today we have now, Kimberbell is now over a hundred employees, which is crazy, crazy to me. Um, But they all have these expertise that blow me away. And they really, we've got teams of people that make all of these things possible. And we've really honed in on the fact that if you have great not just great, excellent, phenomenal step-by-step instructions. Even someone who's never used an embroidery machine can do it. And they can do applique and piecing in the hoop and you name it on an embroidery machine. And that's what we like to share at Kimberbell is that you can do it. We believe you can, and we'll show you how. Well, and I think you definitely, I think, have to uh, fess up to, if you're able to teach fourth graders, you can do anything. I mean, honestly, Ginger, honestly. <laughs> Ginger, you nailed it. Amen. I, In fact, when I've gone around the country and taught at uh, various events for both shop owners or the, the end consumer, that's, I, I do like to say that. I'm like, you're not, a, you're not stinky like fourth graders. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but I can certainly, <laughs> you know, break it down to the simplest of steps that helps all of us learn because that's how I learn best too. Show me what to do. And I will do it. It's like going back to that friend who had the snowman quilt on her wall. And she said, come on over. I'll show you how to do it. And the rest is history, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so true, Ginger. I know quilt (laughs) shops that use your stuff for beginning embroidery classes. And they work wonderfully. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, thank you, Lori. I appreciate that. We love and appreciate the quilt shops that do uh, Kimberbell programs and events. And many of them, like you said, Lori, are teaching like beginner classes and such, but another great way for people to see if they would even be interested in an embroidery machine is just to go into a quilt shop, ask questions, ask to see a demo. Uh, Kimberbell also provides... um, events that can be done in person or even virtually. So if you don't live near a quilt shop, you can find a quilt shop that does a Kimberbell event and really try it out and see if um, machine embroidery is for you. And if anything, at the end of the event, you've walked away with these fully completed projects that you can, you know, gift or keep for yourself in your home. And uh, that's been really exciting too, is for these shops to show people what an embroidery machine can do, and give them a really great experience through a Kimberbell um, project or projects. I, I think I I appreciate this a lot just because I've had a lot of experience working in stores and I know how difficult it can be sometimes for shop owners to explain to quilters why they might want an embroidery machine. Yeah. Because the yeah. first answer they give is, I don't want to monogram towels. Oh my gosh! And embroidery so true. machine is so much more than right. that. You can oh, do so crazy. much with it. It is so true. And that's what our hope is, is that we're helping to share and show the possibilities because, oh my gosh, once you try it out and once you see what is possible, your whole world opens up. Now, no doubt, I am still a quilter. <laughs> I love to quilt, whether it's on my embroidery machine or not. I still have a sewing machine that has got my quarter inch foot on it at any given time, ready to go. Um, But boy, when you look at what you can do in both realms, machine embroidery and quilting, wow, it's it's pretty incredible. You nailed that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so true. I mean, and why, you know, not have more hobbies, right? (laughs) Yep. Well, and I just wonder. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I wonder how many people that do like to monogram towels that are like, yeah, that's why I bought my machine to open up their eyes and realize, like, oh my goodness, I can do so much more. (laughs) Yeah, I I think a lot of times people may initially get into machine embroidery because they want to start maybe a side business and maybe Mm -hmm. they want to do monogramming for people, and that's awesome. And there's there's such a need for that. But wow, the the possibilities just will blow you away when you dive in a little deeper into what is possible. It's really exciting. You know, I think I started getting into embroidery um, at the same time that I started developing autoimmune issues and I was having real serious problems with my hands. And the first time it was it's not the first time I met you, but I remember I was doing an article about embroidery for quilters and I had talked to you a few times at different shows. And the first time that I tried an in the hoop quilt block, I literally was in my (laughs) bathrobe. I was in full flare. My hands hurt. I, but the funny thing is when I feel that bad, I want to be creative. And I sat Mm. there and I just plunked the fabric in the hoop it stitched around. I cut it with my little scissors and yeah. then 
it did the next piece and my block came out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. amazing because yeah. I got out that creative outlet and I didn't have to expel too much energy and I didn't get frustrated. Tracy, I think you really nailed another point that I love to share with people. And that is how much joy it can bring us. I mean, in the middle of your flare up um, with your hands, which I, I can only imagine how frustrating and debilitating that is. Um, you chose to do something, you know, creative. And at Kimberbell, our tagline, and we have it on everything, is experience the joy of creativity. And isn't that what we mm-hmm. all feel when we are sewing, quilting, machine embroidering, and we're thinking of those people that we're doing it for, or we're thinking about, oh, this is going to be so cute in my home, you mm-hmm. know, or it, I, I hear from people all the time that will say, this got me out of a depression or helped me through a difficult time, or I just, I, I learned something new. There's just a lot of joy in that. And I know we could all agree with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Agree. Well, we are coming up on the end of our time together, which makes me oh really sad because I feel like I've got a gazillion other questions, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us some about, you know, some of the things that you'd like to promote that are happening at Kimberbell. Oh my gosh. There's so many really exciting things happening. Like I said, I have to give a shout out to my amazing team. We've got the most phenomenal product development team, marketing team, testers, you know, you name it, those in the warehouse, everyone working so hard to make these things possible. And I'm very grateful for them. And we would not be where we are today. I know a lot of times people, you know, if they do know me and they do know Kimberbell, they associate, oh, Kimberbell is Kim Christofferson. But what I like to, to share with people is that it's not about me. It's about we, because there's an amazing team behind the scenes that make it happen. So as far as exciting new things coming out, wow, where do I start? I still continue to design fabric for Maywood Studio, as you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, Tracy. I love working with that company. They are amazing in every way. Their fabric content is awesome and I love working with it. So to design with them is just such a blessing. Um, And with that, a lot of times will come uh, various projects that focus in on, you know, the the newest line coming out. So I'm really excited to share with you my newest quilt. It is uh, being released in June, but shops now are starting to take orders for it. And it's called Cup of Cheer cup of cheer, like have a cup of cheer if you want to start singing it in in song. Um, But it is a Christmas Advent quilt. And I would love for people to, to find that because it is unlike anything you've ever seen. I will say this is an Advent quilt that will become, we, we like to say it's the quilt that memories are made of. Because as you can imagine, if you're making this quilt, and it is interactive. Think about the families that will be 
using this quilt and talking about it and and putting the little things inside the pockets and everything of this quilt, we like to think of it as an heirloom quilt. It is something that we believe will be handed down from generation to generation. It's that special. And what it has is 25 different kinds of blocks. Again, this is for machine embroidery, but if you even are curious about machine embroidery and you don't do it yet, I invite you to check out the cup of cheer quilt at a quilt shop and they will show it online as well so if you don't live near one that's okay um but the blocks are so much fun there's like gift packages that you unzip and then there's you can find little notes in it and there's house blocks that you open up the door you open up the door (laughs) that has like little pockets in it that you could put little treats or notes or scriptures or anything in it um there's there's lace ornaments that you can make on your embroidery machine that get hung onto the little tree that are part of this quilt. Um, when I was designing it, I was thinking back to my childhood and I was like, okay, one of the things that I remember on road trips was jumping in the family station wagon and with the brown pot, paneling on the sides you know the mm-hmm. one I'm talking about and going to look at Christmas lights and stuff so I drew a, you know a station wagon a red station wagon with a brown oh. paneling on it and it's got a Christmas tree that on day 24 you put a Christmas tree on top of the the car um Oh my gosh, there's a sound button on day 25. It says all hearts come home for Christmas. And there's a sound button that when you press the heart, um, the song, we wish you a Merry Christmas comes up. Oh so, my goodness. Really, really fun stuff. Really excited about it. Oh my goodness. It. Tracy, you already have this ordered, right? You have to. Right? <laughs> you don't, like, but I'm going you. to have to. I was like, oh, this has you no. written all over well, it. See, yeah. that's oh, what I was thinking is we all yeah. need to get this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, oh. Yeah. And the fabric so, line that goes with it, it coordinates perfectly. It, yes. Hot cocoa mugs, you the name fabric it. Line. It's adorable. So I'll drop Thank photos you. because I already have photos of the fabric line. Um, I'll drop yeah. those in the show notes. Can we drop a picture of the quilt in the show notes as yes. well? Oh my okay, gosh, yes. Okay. Well, make sure you get that because it's pretty, I like to say pretty stinking cute. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I think and, that describes yeah. it to a T. Right. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You can see it on Newwood Studios uh, on their site as well. So see, it's Ginger is so the queen cute. of looking this step up, step up <laughs> while we talk. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm on it. And we'll send you images of the actual quilt so that you can see it more in real life than just the digital image. Oh my gosh. Um, It's pretty special. I'm really excited about it. Now, if you're new to machine embroidery, is it, is it safe to dive in? You think? Because I haven't done any machine embroidery. Ginger, I am going to give you the challenge to, if Ginger can do it, anyone can, right? No. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Because as a new embroiderer or someone that's Mm -hmm. never done this before, I truly want you to believe it's so important to us at Kimberbell that no matter your skill level, 
we will show you step-by-step how to do it. There's a lot of shops out there that will also offer classes and sew-alongs. At Kimberbell, if you go to the Kimberbell Facebook page, we often do what I call a lunch hour sew-along with Kim. And Mm -hmm. we will do that during the month of July because we're thinking Christmas in July, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we will do weekly sew-alongs so that I can help share tips and tricks and techniques to really guide you through the process of doing it. And with Kimberbell's background quilting files, that um, that's a separate purchase. But if you want to do background quilting on your embroidery machine, you can do that all at the same time as doing the actual machine embroidery of the quilt itself. So when it's done and it's sewn together, it is done completely from A to Z. Oh my goodness. I've been watching some of those lunch and learns on YouTube and they're fascinating. So Ginger, I'll send you the link and I'll drop the link in the show notes um, so that people can see those because it's really, it's fascinating even if you don't have an embroidery machine just to Mm -hmm. sort of see the capabilities. And I think you do a good job of showing that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Great. My gosh, yeah. it's been so exciting to talk to you. I look like I, I feel like I'm cutting you off. Was there something else? No. Oh, oh. No. Just, <laughs> just one more thing that I, I can quickly share as about what's coming out that's new. This is actually a little different than Kimberbell. It is not the same. It's under the same company, but a different brand. And this is a brand that we are launching called Me Time. Um, Me Time standing for Machine Embroidery Time. Get it? Yes. <laughs> so clever. The, the, yeah. The Kimberbell brand remains the Kimberbell brand through and through. We primarily sell through quilt shops. Quilt shops have our exclusive events, our our programs, our clubs, our classes. They have all the the quilting you could ever want uh, on the machine and and um, projects. Through Kimberbell brand. This brand is a little bit different. It's actually a lot different. And it's our purpose in this brand is a to grow the machine embroidery um, hobby space out there. We want more people to dive into machine embroidery because that is good for the entire industry. So this brand, metimedelivered.com is where you can find more information. We haven't fully launched it yet, but you can sign up to receive more information about it. And this will be an at-home subscription box program for those who want to, to dive into machine embroidery a little deeper, including uh, doing those quilt blocks. We have a program called Perfectly Pieced, and that's when you will do all kinds of monthly quilt blocks, their background quilting, everything with it. And what we're excited about is the more people that do this and the more people that get into this hobby space or just grow in the hobby space if they're already in it, um, the better it is for the entire industry. That's more people buying machines. That's more people going into mm-hmm. shops to find more. Um, it's pretty exciting. So I'd love for you to, to know a little bit more about that. That sounds great. We will put all of the links in the show notes as well for that so that great. people can learn more about that. That's really exciting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is, has been such a pleasure talking to you, Kim. I think we could probably talk to you for another half hour at least. <laughs> I know. At least, I mean, yeah. What are you doing for lunch and dinner, my friends? <laughs> <laughs> I've got all night. I don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> 
No, I really appreciate your time, you guys. I really, this has been a lot of fun, a real treat for me. Same for us. Thank you so much, so, so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Today in Fine Finishes, we are going to talk about what kind of machine owner are you? I feel like there are two kinds of, of quilters the people who want just the basics in their sewing machine, or the people who want all of the bells and whistles. So which are you? Who wants to go first? Well, I'm really easy. I want all the bells and whistles. (laughs) Every single one. And there are things that when I start sewing on an older machine that the newer machines have, and I think, how did we get by without yeah. that? How did we survive? <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, needle down, uh, yeah. presser foot up. Thread cutters. Thread oh, cutters, yeah. needle threaders, mm-hmm. um, yeah, bobbin it's, it's, indicator lights. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, well, it's kind of like flying first class. Once you do it, you don't want to go back. Exactly. <laughs> like when you've seen what can happen. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think until I get richer, I need to stick with the basics because I, I just can't tease myself like that. Like I get to dabble on machines all the time. And it is, it's such a tease for me because the machine that I own, is it's really basic. I mean, I got one and I have yet to upgrade. I'm at a point now though, where it's like, okay, I've played with too many machines that have way mm-hmm. too many bells and whistles. I need to upgrade because I get on my poor little machine who I love. She can hear me. She's in this room that I'm in. So I don't want her to be (laughs) mad at me, Um, (laughs) but I I definitely like I've been spoiled and it is, I think it's really hard to, to, to go backwards. Oh Um, yeah. You know, and then, you know, yeah. So for me, that's, that's definitely where I'm at and where I want to (laughs) be. Yeah. How about you, Tracy? I've always been uh, uh, a more bells and whistles person. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because, my family was sort of that way when it came to sewing machines. Um, but also because I remember one of the first shops that I either frequented or maybe it worked at one of the, the people who worked there, the teachers had said, buy the most machine you can afford. Mm-hmm. And I got that in my head, but I was always the person who wanted the fancy stitches. Like I like doing some, a little bit of crazy piecing and using fancy decorative stitches. And then I got into embroidery yeah. and, and I'm not a, I'm not a, a monogram towel girl. Like I'm a, <laughs> right, I'm right. a quilt in the hoop girl. And yeah. the things that I have made in the hoop of an embroidery machine, incredible. And, oh, yeah. and, and then I, my last embroidery machine was a loner, so I haven't had an embroidery machine for years. Oh, yeah, It makes me sad. It makes me a sad quilter because I don't have all the things <laughs> I used to yeah. have. Well, like I said, once you've seen what's possible, it is. I think it's really hard to go backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's so funny. I want to touch on something I think Lori had kind of set up in the beginning of this episode – manuals. Like it's amazing where if you just take the time, like I know that even on my basic machine, there's probably still so many things that I haven't tried yet because I get in when I'm in project mode, it's like, okay, I just want to get it done and, and, you know, not really think about it. So 
hopefully one day I'll be able to take the time to like sit down and really see like, okay, what can I do with this? Um, I don't know when that'll be, but hopefully, (laughs) hopefully someday soon. Well, and I, I think it's also helpful if you buy a machine from a machine dealer that mm-hmm. offers classes that can oh, teach yeah. you some of the things to get you off on the right foot. That's also helpful. Yes. Well, and I think also if you buy from a dealer, mm-hmm. chances are real good. They'll be nice to you if you want to upgrade in a couple yeah. of years and get something with more mm-hmm. bells and whistles. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And, All good advice. And <laughs> honestly, there's absolutely nothing wrong with people who just want the basics because they only do certain sewing and that's all they need. Um, there are an enormous amount of people who just have featherweights yeah. and that's what they use. Yeah. And that, yeah. that goes forward and backwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it was really nice because Lori, you had loaned me the first machine and it was a nice, it was like a, a, a Husqvarna Viking, really nice, nice machine. And I couldn't afford to buy one of those when I had to give that one back. But I knew what things I really loved in that machine. And I it made sure you. bare mm-hmm. minimum at least had that. So, yes. you know, and it was nice because it gave me like a nice list of like, okay, these are the things I know I definitely want. And I was able to get all of those and not have to still, you know, make quite the investment, but enough, enough that I need to start investing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there are certainly machines out there that, that give you a bunch of bells and whistles for not a big price tag. So yeah. you just need to find the right machine for you. Yep. And I like what Ginger said about having a list of the important Mm -hmm. things to them. You know, when I go shopping for a machine now, it would have to have a needle threader because I have trouble seeing the Mm -hmm. eye of the needle. And I love to applique, so it would have to have a blanket stitch. Mm. All right. And that's it. That's all Lori needs. Oh, well, no, that's not all I need. Those were two important things. That's all she needs for one machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it has been so much fun talking to you both. Yeah. This was a fun, fun episode. So I hope everyone enjoys it. I'll see you next time. Right, right, bye. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.